Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it. Uh, Hale Varsity continues our, our bye week and... Man, we love uh, talking with this, uh, this this riverboat gambler, as he's been called. Uh, Gentleman Jim joins us. Jim Walden, longtime coach, Washington State. And, of course, Iowa State played for Coach Devaney, coached with Coach Devaney and, and Coach Osborne. And, Coach Walden, how's, how's your week treating you? We've got a little breather, my friend, until uh, the Big Ten starts back up. Well, it's all good. My Cougars out uh, here, who actually have full far, they kind of stepped their toe this past week, kind of didn't have much offense. I think it's one of those down days when their quarterback just didn't adjust to a new-looking defense. I, I, I don't know if a lot of your fans are listening to this, but the old coaches cliche, every now and again, a defensive you'll see you haven't seen, and it's most, most of the time, Smitty, it's what we used to call a radar defense. Why do you call it a radar? It's because nobody puts their hand on the ground. It's a really good defense to use against a predominantly passing team one time. You don't want to use it two times in a row because once these guys all take a look, know who's coming. But uh, UCLA's defensive coordinator did a good job, caught Cougars napping a little bit, flustered their quarterback, and uh, had a bad day. Other than that, I I loved it. Nebraska had a big win over Illinois. And uh, so, doggone it, I think – I just think Coach Rule is doing a good job, and I hope the go big Redders are hanging in there with him. Big uh, to get that win just because of the fan base's mood, Coach Walden. A lot of folks we interact with, I mean, there was a, there was a fork in the road uh, Friday night, and so many times Nebraska's had a chance to, to, to make the right turn. And it, it hasn't gone that way over several coaches. Well, Nebraska mm-hmm. got the win in a tough situation where and, – and I don't know what your your greatest memory as a head man was when it came to getting turnovers in the fourth quarter or what your worst memory was when it comes to giving the football away. But Nebraska tried to make sure Christmas happened in Illinois uh, last Friday night with that third quarter. Five trips – uh, to to plus territory, three points, three consecutive turnovers, and oh, they still wow. and they still hung on twenty to seven. So the defense played great, but the offense still worked in progress. Well, and you know that can be corrected. Uh, some of the fair stuff that caused the trauma uh, won't happen every time. The thing you love about that is the defense is always good in a sense of uh, they're not they're not seasonal. I used to say this all the time. Uh, defenses are not seasonal. Now, they'll have a bad game sometime when they're steps low, but for the most part, Smitty, defenses come to play. They have a system. They have belief in it, and so they'll be there. The Nebraska people need to understand there's still some work to be done by a long shot uh, with Coach Rule having only there his first year. But as the defense grows, I think you'll be able to depend on it more often yeah, they're going to run into trouble when you play a Michigan. I saw that score. 
But my goodness, those are things that's off the charts of expectations. But the offense, you never know. Offenses, one week you think they're brilliant, the next week they're okay, and then all of a sudden they stink the place up. But in most cases, that can be corrected, and it won't happen again in an equal situation. So, And then the best part of that whole thing you said was that they won anyway, and that's a great thing. Coach, would you rather have, if you could only have one, would you rather have a great offense or a great defense? Well, I'd rather have a great defense because I've always believed in my heart, and Bob Devaney taught me that. If, if the teams you're playing have a hard time scoring, you can figure out a way to score some points. And I, I believe that with all my heart. Defense, as the old saying on the coaches told us, offense is for show, defense is for dough. And you can't win championships without – you look at any team that wins a championship, uh, they'll always be good on defense. Just take Georgia, for instance, or Alabama of the recent ones. Take Michigan right now. Uh, The teams with great defenses are right up there hunting, boy. Jim Walden's with us. few minutes, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, when you were with Coach Devetti, what was his his requirement, his request, if you played defense for him for those old black shirts? Well, it was just to give your best, to play hard, make good decisions. He trusted his coaches to, to, to weed out the best, if you want to use that term, or to give equal opportunities to everybody to, to see which, which guys are going to emerge to the top. Uh, in my case, a Willie Harper type or a Rich Glover type, or uh, as Monty would tell you, uh, a lot of the guys we coached, they were there because they were the best. They were tested. We didn't do that, uh, you know, just like in spring ball. We had 20 days of, of spring practice, and about 16 of those were contact. It's not like it is today. And so we had a little bit easier time, if you want to call it that way, of, the, of deciding who was the best. They decided because they came through. And so that's how we did it. It was just a survival of the finish, so to speak. But uh, you made no bones about it. The 11 guys we put those Black shirts on. We're going to. We believe in our hearts. We're the eleven best we had. Jim Walden's with us. Sale Varsity Radio, Coach. What do you think of of the Big Ten? I know you keep a, an eye on it. The East is is such a beast, but the West is kind of still up for grabs. You've got Wisconsin and Iowa this weekend in Madtown. Who knows what Nebraska when they can get fixed on offense? But I think you're right about the defense. You got to feel good about it. And, uh, you know, Minnesota has been struggling. Illinois is not great. Purdue's looked down. I mean, it's wide open, and it doesn't look like anyone can seize it. Whoever wins Saturday in, in Madison's probably in your driver's seat, but there's still a, a lot of football to play. Well, no doubt about it. Uh, you're only halfway through the season and less than halfway through the conference schedules. And so uh, it just you just say, okay, who's out in front now? Well, you'd have to say Wisconsin and Iowa. Well, they're fixing the place. So the winner of that's going to have a, not, a leg up on most everybody else for the time being. We watched Wisconsin out here, Smitty. Uh, the Cougars played a great, great game. They needed to uh, against Wisconsin and pulled out the win. But don't, don't sell them short. They're a good football team. And I said when we were through, that might be our best win of the season because they're going to get better. Uh, Wisconsin, I believe, was going to get better, especially offensively, and I think they've done just that. So I know Iowa, uh, you beat Iowa, you better prepare to, to win. <laughs> you better be prepared to, to do it with about uh, two touchdowns and a couple of field goals, so they're not going to let you have much more than that. But uh, 
They are great on, on defense. Uh, they've always been, as long as Kurt's been there, it's just been, we're, we're going to play great defense and we're going to dare you to score. And at the end, we've got enough points, we'll win it. And that's just what I think the ball game will be. A, I think it'll be a t- two-touchdown, couple-of-field-goal winner game. Do you think either of those teams, Wisconsin or Iowa, stand a chance against Michigan in a potential Big Ten championship game or even Penn State or Ohio State? There's a lot of intrigue in the East among those three teams who's going to be representing the conference in the title game. Like, if you're Wisconsin or Iowa, you win this game, but at what cost? you got to go play Michigan at the end of the year, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I think there's three really, really good football teams in the Big Ten right now. They're, I think for, for everybody on the west side, they're happy because they're all over on the eastern side. But with Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, uh, those are three really good football teams. And I, I'll be very surprised, and I know this is maybe going to shock you guys, but I, I'm not too sure that Penn State might not be the best of the three. I'm with you. We'll see. Time will, time will tell. But uh, as far as a combination of O and D, it seems to me like Penn State – can meet the standard on either side, and I, that's just, just the way I see it. But that doesn't mean Ohio State and Michigan are not darn good. It's, it's going to take a good football team to beat Michigan, I believe that. And I think the one question mark with that Penn State team coach is the, the young quarterback, Drew Aller, because you know how important quarterbacking is, especially in the modern game of college football. You don't like having a question mark there. I've liked what I've seen from him so far this year, but you'll wonder what happens whenever he goes up. Uh, and do a test like the Michigan defense, whether or not he's going to be able to rise that. I think that's the one question that remains with Penn State, but I'm right there with you. I think Penn State's a fantastic all-around football team. Well, I do too, and I think every week their quarterback will get more confident as he is, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, when the big day comes, uh, you just got to hope he rises to the occasion because they are going to challenge anybody's quarterback because they're good on defense. Michigan is really good. Jim Walden's with us. Couple more minutes. Hail Varsity Radio. Let's preview the Pac-12. Coach, you got SC at, at Notre Dame. Oregon, Washington's going to be great. Do you think the Pac-12's good enough to get two in? If you had to pick one, who you riding with? Well, I'm going to ride with the winner of the Washington-Oregon game this week, and I will give the edge to Washington for two reasons. I just think their quarterback. I I don't want to get my Eugene. Oregon people mad at me, but I love Bo Nix. I think he's done a great job for them, but I like Penix a lot, man. I mean, he gets rid of the ball. He's got such a quick release. And uh, I, again, I could be shocked, but I, I'm going to give the edge. You just like the bookies. I think it's two and a half points. That's about what I feel. Home field advantage, really good quarterback, good overall program. I'm going to give Washington the nod. And if they do beat Oregon, I don't think or I really don't believe USC is going to be a factor. I don't know. I'd have to be. I don't know if USC plays both Oregon and Washington. I'm not sure they play either one with these crazy schedules. But I don't think. I don't think USC's defense is going to let them win a championship, guys. They're just terrible on defense, and that's hard to say because you're so used to talking about USC, and then when you say bad defense in the same breath, it almost takes your breath. But they're awful. I mean, I'm sorry, but they're awful on defense. And uh, I just don't think you can beat good teams. But I think Oregon and Washington are better on both sides of the ball than USC. Well, get this, Coach. USC, not only do they play both Oregon and Washington, they play them in back-to-back weeks in November. They start off with Washington, and they have Oregon. Then, oh, hey, you get UCLA the week after that. So they have a gauntlet to close their season. 
Well, I think UCLA is fair. I don't think they're great. The Cougars, I felt, just did not handle their adjustments on, on offense Saturday. And even with that, they only got beat eight points. And it was it was pretty ugly football, if you'll know the truth, on both sides of the ball. But because uh, Cougars are good on defense, they, they blocked the field goal, had a pick six, but their offense just stuck. For the first time since Jake's been coaching here, uh, and with this kid Cameron Ward, their offense just really was bad. But, I, hey, that's it's going to happen, unfortunately. It happens everybody all the time, always has. But uh, I just like Oregon and Washington to finish both ahead of USC. Uh, I know Williams is a great quarterback. He won the Heisman. I didn't personally didn't think he was the best quarterback or the best Heisman winner last year. I thought there were several guys better. One at Ohio State for sure uh, was a better quarterback. And then you had Georgia and TCU. Both had guys I thought were very deserving. But it is what it is. But uh, you're not going to win championships with USC's defense, so I don't think they can win the conference. And we haven't even talked about Utah's defense. And believe me, folks, Oregon State's a good football team, guys. Do not sell them short. They are they are an old throwback, run the ball first, pound the play action pass. Reminds me of Tom Osmond. That's a bad memory for me when I'm thinking about Tom because he wore my ass out. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jim Walden's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, we still got you? Yeah. I want to I go back to the play-action part, and, and Nebraska's trying to, to, to use that. And Cam Ward is a guy that kind of had our radar up back in 21 because of, of his transfer situation, and Nebraska was looking. Now, I think they ended up getting Casey Thompson, and when Casey was healthy, Casey was fine. But what do you what do you have up there in the Palouse with, with Cam Ward? I know last week was last week, but he's been phenomenal. And quite honestly, you're loaded, you being the Pac-12, with all sorts of quarterback options this year. Well, he's really good, and uh, he's got an unbelievable knack and an uncanny ability to escape to get away from things. He's got a nice delivery, and he's so accurate. That's when I knew that the Cougars were in trouble last week. The first three passes he threw. Now, a week before, he went like 12 for 12, and not all of them were wide open hook routes. And, <laughs> but last week, the very first pass he threw was a hook route about nine yards over. There's a reaction, hook over the middle type thing, an adjustment, a, what we call an adjustment against a man hook. He threw it right on his feet. I mean, <laughs> I said, uh-oh. And so the next two passes were very similar. And I went, uh-oh, we better get regrouped here because I have not seen him throw three bad passes in a row like that since he got here. And it turned out to be just that. He followed those three up with 17 boards. So he, he had 20, uh, 20 incomplete passes and two picks last week. So you can see how badly he played. Getting back to the good. He's been an unbelievably good quarterback for the Cougars, guys. He he just has done so many good things. He adjusts the thing. And uh, Coach Dickert and these offensive coordinators have really done a job, good job keeping him with making this football team go. The league in general, though, you guys are loaded with quarterbacks this season. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no question about that. You got one at USC. You got one at Washington, one at Oregon, one at Washington State. Uh, it, it, it is unbelievably unbelievable how many good quarterbacks started the season already distinct, distinguished guys. 
and none of them are letting up. I mean, every one of them have had already had great great outings, uh, and it's just going to continue. The, the league is as strong as I've seen it in ten years, and uh, we already know that all the ugliness has happened. Which the more you look at the, I mean, it's just amazing to me to look at football. All the sports is going on in the fall with women's volleyball, soccer. Uh, football, and you see where the Pac-12 is ranked in all of them, you go, we did what? Mm. We're going to blow up the league? <laughs> so it just tells you how much uh, emphasis is on football, guys. It's all about football. Don't ever let anybody tell you. Uh, presidents will sell their soul for one more million dollar per, per year uh, difference, and that's what they did. They, they, had, they had about 10, 10 presidents out here that sold their soul for a few million few more million dollars per year well, well coach would with the the future of the pac-12 and the, the all the quarterback wealth would you be willing to pull some strings and allow the uh, the quarterback wealth to be shared with nebraska <laughs> well i don't know if i've got any strings hard enough to pull uh to get them there but uh I, it's going to be interesting to see what the two that's left do uh there's some pretty feeble grounds out here guys but i think the biggest deficit for all of them and uh, you know, Cameron's got another year, and if Nebraska has a chance to get him, I advise you to pick him up in the portal. And uh, I don't know, he may go pro, he may not. But uh, right now it's just a very terrible thing for the two left because they don't know if they're going to be in a conference. They can't set their schedules. They can't, they're going to have to deal with the portal at some point in time, not knowing who they're going to play next year. It is a terrible thing they've done to these two schools. And I just think in my heart of hearts, college football was never supposed to be uh, this, this careless, this reckless, uh, this thoughtless. And uh, it is that you, if you'd have told me 20 years ago or any other time that the college people would treat two schools in this fashion that have not cheated, they've done nothing wrong, uh, it just blows your mind. But that's what they're left to deal with. But I will tell you right now, if Nebraska has a chance for Cameron Ward, you reach out and get him. They had a chance a couple of years back. Uh, you know, we'll see what Nebraska does at quarterback last well, they, time. Go ahead. Well, Smitty, I bring, hate to bring it up, but they had a couple of chances at Joe Burrow, too. Oh. <laughs> I knew that was coming. How, how are the Burrows? <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. That's a bad memory. No, I, hey. What? Oh, oh we, we've had it brought up plenty over we're, the past we're, couple we're, of years. We're fine, man. <laughs> I bet you do. About once a week, huh? <laughs> yep. Somewhere uh, say, no. hey, didn't, yeah, no, I get it. Jim Walden, uh, longtime head coach, Washington State, Iowa State assistant, here at Nebraska and played for Coach Devaney. Coach, uh, last thought as we say goodbye, and it's so much fun to, to spend some time with you. And I wanted to get your take on on Coach Prime in, in Colorado. We were out there earlier this year, but your thoughts on on the whole situation in Colorado with what what Dion's doing in year one? Well, I, I like what Dion has done. I know people are you either on his side a little bit, or you kind of think he's a showboat. I, I think he's a promoter, but more than that, I think he knows how to coach. I think he promotes. Uh, he promotes a lot of things for his football team, but at the same time, he knows how to coach on the weeks when he's not promoting. I mean, you've got to give the guy credit. He took a lousy football team and has made it tremendously competitive already. So let's start, 
we may not like his style. We may not like the coach prime and, and all that, but doggone it. Uh, uh, Dion's done a good job at Jackson State. He took over a terrible program there and brought it right to the championship level. He is doing wonderful things. I think, yeah, we all disagree with I'd like to have had the portal when I was at Iowa State and I walked in to found 53 football players. I could have brought in 40 guys on the portal and not even cut anybody. But uh, and what he did, we don't agree with necessarily, but it's the way the rules are today. And so why not? And overall, I, I have to give him credit. I think he's done, a, he's done what he likes to do the way he likes to do it, and it's working. And maybe we don't like his style. I can go along with that, too. But in the end, you got to say, what has he done for Colorado? And, boy, I'll tell you, he's done wonderful things for how much money he's made for them is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Coach, enjoy yourself. Have a good weekend. And we'll get caught up again here later on in the year. Thanks so much for the time. No problem. Always fun to get on with you, Schmitty. You guys take care and go Big Red. Good to hear from Gentleman Jim, Coach Walden. His uh, longtime assistant at Nebraska, played for Devaney, and uh, does radio on weekends. As Coach Walden is all over the Pac-12 and still some Big 12 slash old Big 8 with his ties to Iowa State and Washington State. Good to hear from him. He's seeing some good football out west. He's keeping an eye on Nebraska and uh, loved it. Uh, so Brandon has come up with a idea for thursdays dangerous i love this idea so brandon chimes in chris we should introduce a whiskey over iced ice section to the thursday live stream introduce a whiskey professional that tells us a a new drink once a week i'd love that actually we could do it a little bit dangerous well here's the question do we need anything more than just whiskey over ice we can just bring a different bottle of whiskey every time. Then. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll call it the Brandon segment.